0: your regularly scheduled program to bring you this John Pod news team exclusive, COVID Chronicles, America in lockdown. We send you now to the John Pod Studios and your host, Dustin Jones. Welcome back once again to the Pod Studios. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening across the world and around the country, wherever you may be. Welcome back. We're happy to have you. And in these times of uncertainty, times of crisis, times of lockdown, we're all feeling tense or nervous or anxiety ridden, all those sorts of things, and there's so much uncertainty. It's important to turn to our friends, to have fun conversations, kind of, you know, Find out what they're what they have going on in their lives, and with so many interesting possible legal questions, I felt it only right that we finally, in this episode of COVID Chronicles, turn to the JogPod resident legal expert and authority on all things law related, Heather B. Welcome back to the show.
1: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Well, if I knew I was gonna be giving legal advice, I wouldn't have started drinking. <laughs> I
0: find I find in my interactions with lawyers the best legal advice I've gotten is when they've had a few.
1: It's true, when we finally tell the truth, right? <laughs> I
0: I think I think every single movie or TV show that I've watched has involved a lawyer drinking at some point.
1: Yeah, like one of the first things they taught us in law school was you will become an alcoholic. There is an organization called Lawyers Concern for Lawyers, which is for Lawyers who are alcoholics, like that was one of the first lessons. So. <laughs> Part of the profession.
0: I, I'm not even a lawyer, and I'm turning into an alcoholic. Especially when there's not really that much else to do. I've, I continually find myself looking for different uh, types of alcohol to drink. What uh are you? Are you sticking to wine these days? Are you going into the white claws? Are you dipping into new territory? What do you got going on?
1: Great question. So, never been much of a wine drinker. Wine gives me headaches, and I think White Claw is absolute trash and disgusting. You know, my husband's obsessed with it. I hate it. Um, So I was a big vodka drinker, so vodka martinis, vodka sodas, but for the past year or so, I've been into whiskey, so I've been making Manhattans at home. That's been my go-to.
0: You know what I love about you is you're more of a man than I am. <laughs> you just go straight to the whiskey you're not you're not fucking with wine you're not fucking with any of that other stuff it's like give me some whiskey do you ever just I like care. do you ever just get it like a glass and an ice cube and just drink a highball just straight
1: oh yeah that's how i do it most of the time so like manhattan's is like my spice it up a little bit but i'm usually just whiskey on the rock
0: what kind of whiskey and, do you drink
1: um i usually my go-to is bullet but i do love a smoky scotch Okay. Um the problem is is in our household, Dana does all the grocery shopping. Right. And also the liquor buying. And so if I tried to tell him to get me like a smoky scotch, he would freeze. So I just keep it simple, <laughs> bullet bourbon. You know what it looks like, just get me that. So I like to experiment when I go out, but our home go to is bullet on the rock. What's but your little yeah, go ahead.
0: What what's your what's your favorite scotch that you've had?
1: I can't remember what it's called, but it's like, oh my gosh. All my friends make fun of me because I always forget what it's called and I have to Google my uncle and be like, <laughs> what's that scotch we had that one time that I really loved? And then they make fun of me because it's a pretty common scotch, but I can't remember.
0: Like, like Johnny Walker?
1: No, it's like oh, I don't log- know. L- L- Lagavulin. Oh,
0: <laughs> Lagavulin. Like very complicated. Lo- Do you know what it is? Yeah, Lagavulin.
1: Yes, that's the one I love. That's yeah,
0: my it's, favorite. It's Ron Swanson Scotch.
1: Oh, I didn't even know that. No, par- know my uncle introduced it to me, and I love it.
0: In Parks and Rec, that's what Ron Swanson drinks. He drinks Lagavulin and eats steak.
1: I don't eat the steak, but I drink the <laughs> yeah. La- Lagavulin.
0: Yeah, Lagavulin.
1: Lagavulin. See, I'm so Norwegian. I'm, like, adding a Norwegian accent to it. Wait a second.
0: Have (laughs) we not talked about this? You're Norwegian? Yeah. I'm Norwegian.
1: I didn't know that.
0: Yes. Like, uh... I mean, like, half. Okay. Okay. Because my mom... My mom's side of the family is all immigrants from Norway. Like, so I want to say... I'm, like... One, two, three—probably fifth generation.
1: That's awesome.
0: My parent, my uh, my family immigrated from Norway and they settled in North Dakota.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, we settled in Ashby, Minnesota. That's where my ancestors settled.
0: Where Ashby.
2: Hmm. <laughs> it,
1: yeah, you haven't heard of it because it's, I'm I, I'm gonna say my last name on the podcast because I feel like people that are listening. Have gone past just a Google search of my name. Right. Um, so everyone in Ashby, Minnesota are, is named Belgard. Like you seriously open a phone book and it's like Belgard, 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 Our right. Belgard, Belgard. So it's where all of my cousins, second cousins, cousins thrice removed, whatever live. Um, but it's like north of Alexandria. It's like two hours north of the city, just mm. a tiny, tiny town. And that's where my,
0: so my my ancestors all were like Fergus Falls, Pelican Rapids, and sure. then over into North Dakota. So like all in that area
1: that's awesome well go Norwegians. hell
0: yes I I, I I every time like i have no like like i've never been to norway like some of my cousins have gone to norway and stuff like that but yeah. every time like i'm watching the olympics or something like that and i see norway i'm like yeah let's go to norway like i don't know why it's just one of those and i feel like norway oh. doesn't get any love like people talk about sweden people talk about finland where's the norway love
1: Right, Norway sounds amazing. Like they're pretty socialist, but they still have princesses. Like that's my dream world. Like, <laughs> why did my ancestors leave? I wish they didn't. I could be a socialist princess. Think about that for a second.
0: I feel. I feel like you would make an amazing socialist princess.
1: <laughs> right, it needs to be a thing. Like now, sorry, Meghan Markle, step aside.
0: Now, now it's that I've mind. now that I'm running this through my brain what we need is to have some progressive president become elected and then just appoint you as the socialist princess of the country
1: (laughs) oh this is the role i was born to fill that would be amazing
0: and then dana dana would Dana would be like a a prince but like Mm. more like um what the hell is that movie king king ralph do you ever see king ralph no. Okay. So King Ralph is a movie uh where um John um oh God, why am I forgetting his name right now? The guy he played um Roseanne's husband. Um oh, John Roseanne? Goodman. John Goodman plays a, yeah. an American who they find out has royal blood and gets taken from America over to the UK to become king. Oh my
2: god. And it's as absurd
0: <laughs> as it sounds. But it's also awesome, and I feel like a lot of the things that King Ralph did are things that Dana would want to do if he was the (laughs) Prince of America. There would be bowling alleys and arcades, and it would all be super fun and way more entertaining than the shit show that we have going on right now.
1: I agree. I think this is the plan. We get it, like a progressive president, and then heather and dana prince and princess of the United
0: States. or i have a better <laughs> idea why don't you run for president become president and then just change it
1: i'm too sensitive i've thought about getting into politics and i'm too sensitive you're like, too
0: sensitive
1: i get my feelings hurt every day i just you have to have really thick skin yeah so i know my weaknesses i wish i could be
0: but i just you you would look at your twitter replies right
1: yeah and I, oh god I and just, then you I couldn't and, do and then you'd get sad yeah. That's not,
0: you can, yeah, yeah. That's my, too tough. My
1: skin's not thick enough. There, I drink whiskey, but I don't have six skin. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was there was a point in time where I seriously had considered moving back to Minnesota and, and moving into the sixth district, specifically so that I could uh, take on Michelle Bachman. And destroy her
1: oh my god that would have been amazing that that was my
0: that was my goal in life but then she got defeated before i ever could really put that together and i don't really know how i would do well in minnesota politics because i don't really have any connections nor do i have any like real way to uh generate money uh which is yeah you know it's it's what i find interesting because so many lawyers become politicians and it seems like it's all because they can construct their schedules to have a little bit more free time and flexibility and they also seem to know people with money
1: yeah, that's very true. Yep. That's very true. I'm just trying to think. My brain immediately went to like, okay, well if someone likes the Shell Bachman runs again, let's get Dustin up here. Let's use Dana's platform to get a bunch of popularity and we'll do a ton of fundraisers at updown. That's the that, politician hey, I There I we see. go.
0: That I'm I'm in. I just need I just need someone smarter than me to write me some speeches. And uh, yeah. you know, maybe we can get Aaron Sorkin involved. Um, oh, you know, little, uh, there you go. Because I, I basically I steal most of my political ideas from Aaron Sorkin TV shows. So <laughs> I
1: like it. And I find <laughs> I find
0: it works. I find it works the best for me.
1: That's awesome. Is a uh, you know
0: trendy. great uh, g- good writers borrow great writers steal outright.
1: It's true. Dana has a book called something <laughs> that was a great <laughs> great. Contribution by Heather. No, oh, steal like an artist. He has a book called "Steal Like an Artist." Steal like so. an artist. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I know, I know you guys have previously done some traveling, but is Norway a place mm-hmm. that you want to go travel to? That's
1: a good question. It isn't quite on the list yet. Right. Um. I, my grandparents have all gone there and seen all like the distant cousins and come back with pictures. And I've seen the original Belgard farm and the farm where my Grandma, who's made a name with Knutsen where her family's from. And uh, this is going to sound awful. It looks so boring. Like, it looks like a great trip for like a 70, right. 80 year old. Maybe it's just because this is coming from 70 to 80 year olds. Maybe there is more fun stuff. But I kind of have a lot of more like exciting adventurous trips I want to do before I go to Norway and just like meet people that are distant relatives of me. What? Uh,
0: what? I definitely would like to go. There's tons of places I want to go, but what's? Uh, what's? What's at the top of your travel list?
1: Honestly, Alaska. Um, oh, okay. I love animals, and I really want to see whales, and I really want to see bears, and I love nature. I just really want to go to Alaska. I want to go back to Italy without Dana, because Dana and I went to Italy together, and it did not go well. He is not cut out for Italy um and then gosh there's so many places thailand's probably number three actually zanzibar have you heard of zanzibar
0: zanzibar okay
1: it's off of africa it's off the coast of africa right. it's an island it's where freddie mercury was born and it looks so beautiful so
0: i'm 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 How with about that
1: you? yeah what are your like top three?
0: Oh man so i i would really like to go to Norway. Uh just because I just I feel like it, it would be a cool place to go and, and just, you know, check some stuff out. Um yeah. man, where do I wanna go? I really wanna go I I wanna be rich so I can go to like really fancy, like expensive like like the Maldives and like Ooh. just like be there for like two weeks and just I I went down a ra obviously we're in this quarantine, so I've been down a few YouTube rabbit holes and i didn't sure. know I didn't know that there there was this whole world of like youtube slash Instagram influencers that basically all they do is like travel and then yeah. promote all of these like resorts and stuff
2: mm-hmm. so I
0: went down this rabbit hole of watching this couple that traveled and they had one of those over the water bungalows in the maldives
1: oh <gasps> oh my god and
0: I was it was like a house yeah i was just like that like that's that's my dream like i no one bothering me and like Mm. i have direct access to the ocean and like sun sunrise and sunset and like everything i i I, my idea of a good vacation is someone to wait on me hand and foot right like that's awesome nikki's idea of a good vacation is going to somewhere poor and like sleeping in like hostels
1: why i don't know <laughs> sorry nikki no offense, but why <laughs> my idea
0: my <laughs> idea at this point in my life my idea of roughing it is a hotel that does not have a concierge right I that's like where that. i'm at in like my life
1: it. i like it that's a good place to be that's a great place to be
0: so yeah i mean that would be the maldives would be amazing i would really like to go to new zealand
1: Oh, that's on Dana's bucket list too. Maybe the two of you can take
0: a bro trip out there. <laughs> that's a place. That's a place that Nikki has been. Nikki uh, actually uh, has been to New Zealand and Australia. She like toured there as part of a youth encounter team in the nineties. So like nice. she traveled all across uh, New Zealand and Australia. So uh, yeah, that's
1: amazing.
0: I'm, I would love to go to Japan.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, because I Tokyo I'm, or
1: what part uh is really
0: all over um you yeah. know one because i am a huge wrestling nerd and they have great wrestling in japan oh, and then like yeah. all the culture and all that sort of stuff so yeah. okay so i'm I'm interested to hear a story so tell me an italy story what about italy was not good for dana
1: oh boy he's gonna listen to this he knows my perspective so i'll dish um <laughs> So we were in London. Wait, wait a second,
0: days. Dana. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll tell you. I'll I'll put in the podcast the timestamp when Dana can start listening again. So go.
1: Okay, that's, that sounds good. So we went to London first, which is like Dana's like dream vacation, right? right? We stayed at a hotel that was attached to the soccer stadium that Chelsea plays at. We went to Chelsea Arsenal game. Chelsea one two nothing. We went to a pub where everyone loved Chelsea. So Dana's like this is my dream vacation. Everything's perfect. And then I'm like, let's go get some culture. Let's go to Rome. So I booked us an Airbnb in Rome or no, it was a hotel. It was a hotel, but like hotels in Rome are just different. Right. And so there's not a concierge. There's not like a front desk to check in. There are like two rooms with a shared bathroom and like good old fashioned like keys where you like insert a key and turns a lock you know and it's like down a narrow alley it's just different and so our hotel room was nice but it was in a lower level and it didn't have a window and i didn't know until this trip that dana is extremely claustrophobic so we get there at like midnight and I just like crawl into bed and I'm and asleep and I don't realize Dana's up all night having a major panic attack. And so I wake up the next morning and I'm like, morning, let's go see some history and eat some pasta. And he's just cranky and anxious and short with me and withdrawn. And then I get pissed at him for being short with me and withdrawn. And we just, it, it was not good. So we were supposed to spend three days there. We spent two days there because Dana could not sleep. Poor guy. So he's exhausted and cranky. He couldn't even eat. He was so anxious. Um, so he followed me around for a day while I ate. Everything in sight, and then we bought a flight back to London and left early. <laughs> so wow. it just didn't go
0: great. Well, yeah. and, you know, so many of those European cities—they're so old and they're so built up, and everything is so close together—that I would imagine anyone that had any sort of anxiety towards, you know, how you know, closed-in spaces and all that sort of stuff—I would imagine they it would be a struggle because it's everything is yeah. so tight. That's, like, yeah. I don't, I didn't do, I didn't do well in New York. Like, it's just too overwhelming uh, for me. Yeah. Like, it's too big. Yeah, like, it's too much.
1: hmm That's interesting. Yeah, so it was rough. So I want to go back. I wouldn't go back to Rome. Have you ever been to Rome? You would hate it. Nobody
0: I've, I've it. never been to, I've never been to Europe. I've never been out of, okay. uh, I've been to South America, but I've never been to the, uh, over, I've never been across the pond, as they say.
1: Yes, I get it. So I can I just do a quick side note. I love that this
0: is like a quarantine diary, and all we're talking about is traveling. And like,
1: well, <laughs> will I mean, we you know, ever be able to travel again? I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> I mean, I figure I, I figure people hear enough quarantine stories, and trust me, we're gonna. I'm gonna. Um, I haven't yelled enough about Donald Trump yet today, so I'm gonna do that here yeah. in a little while. But I, you know, it's fun it's to nice just like to escape. Yeah, yeah. like we're, we're inundated with nonsense about quarantine all day long, and I actually jokingly call this the 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 covid chronicles because although the, the episode that i posted today um was a little bit more about that most of the conversations have not been about that so it's kind of just okay. more yeah. of like hey this is a it fake nice. news show
1: yeah it is nice like to remember there's life outside of this you know exactly and we will be back in that life
0: someday hopefully
1: but yeah don't go to rome no yeah you would hate it yeah what is uh um, what's wanna- what's
0: your favorite thing that you ate there
1: Oh my gosh. Honestly, I'm not a big sweets person, but the tiramisu was so good. And I think the reason that stands out in my mind is because it is unlike any tiramisu you can get in the United States. Like in the United States, I think of tiramisu as like dry cake with a little bit of a hint of like ground coffee. And it's just disgusting. But there it's like, amazing it's like it's like eating a cup of coffee it's so good that was and then the pizza i mean my gosh the pizza there is like nothing in the united states i don't care how good everyone's like oh this is the best pizza still not as good as italy like it's just freaking amazing
0: fork and knife in italy for the pizza
1: Yes. No one told Dana about that. So like I insisted we were literally on our way to the airport because like I said, we bought a ticket to get back to London early because it wasn't going great. So we're on our way to the airport and I was like, we haven't had pizza. I need to eat pizza. So we like see this little shop and there's a farmer unloading fresh basil and fresh, fresh tomatoes. And someone who works at the restaurant is out there, you know, helping with the delivery. And I would go, are you guys open? He's like, no. And I was like, this is the only time Italy I'm brought on an airplane. I haven't had pizza yet. Wait, please, please, please make this pizza. And they opened early just for Dana and I. So we got to sit in this little table in an alley. And they brought out this fresh pizza with fresh farm-delivered tomatoes and basil on it. Oh, it was so good. But anyway, so Dana and I looked at each other and we're like, "They didn't cut it. They forgot to cut it." And then I'm like, "Well, let me Google this." <laughs> I Google it. And I'm like, "Nope, this is how it's supposed to be. That was like idiot and asked them to cut it." <laughs> and so Dana was like, "Can we fold it in half and eat it like a taco?" He like, we were such an idiot. He had no idea what to do. But yes, we ended up fork and, and knifeing it. it was
0: so good. <laughs> Yeah, I'm. I'm. I live vicariously through like travel shows, like Anthony Bourdain, which is one of the reasons I'm so sad that he's not here anymore. Because he he yeah. had this ability to show you food, but also show you like the history and the importance of of the countries themselves. And I I loved all of the different shows that he did, but he did this food porn episode basically about Italy that is just absolutely oh. fantastic. And I'm one of the things I definitely up. want to uh, try in italy is cacio pepe
1: oh yes oh my gosh i didn't have that Which i bet that would be amazing
0: basically just like pasta and cheese oh. and black pepper
1: oh i'm seriously drooling i didn't have dinner <laughs> yet so this is like cruel <laughs> i
0: haven't i haven't eaten yet all i've had, all i've had today is uh I, I haven't eaten since like noon i've been drinking in the pool so nice. I'm just, and all I, all I can <laughs> smell is the popcorn that Nikki made a little while ago. So it's mm, struggling. Yummy. Yeah. We, uh, did you, did you find anything that you enjoyed about London or, or was it all the Dana? Was it all oh, the Dana show? No,
1: I love, love London. So I was obsessed with princess Diana. I cried myself to sleep every night around the weeks that she died um always was really fascinated by the real history so we definitely that was a good balance of like dana stuff heather stuff but then the italy trip took way too far and just heather stuff so that was the problem but no i loved london i would live there in a heartbeat it's such a great city i, I feel
0: like i feel like if you're going to take dana back to italy you would need to go to like the four seasons and, like, mm-hmm. stay in, like, a real hotel that was, like, up high that had a little bit of space. Yeah.
1: yeah. I am just going to go back with my sister. My <laughs> sister and I are have a trip planned. To, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, but it's like Chikatara. It's five cities that are connected by hiking trails on the coast. Okay. So we're going to go there, and you, like, hike all day and then eat and drink and then hike and then eat and drink. So my sister and I are going to do that when we turn 40. So Dana gets
0: left in behind <laughs> turning 40 holy shit uh that's uh that's coming up a little bit too quick for me uh to how old think about. are
1: you I will can be I'll be
0: I'll be of course I could say it on the podcast I'll be 40 <laughs> I'll be 40 in August
1: <gasps> that's right your birthday party Dana and I've been talking about that we're like is it gonna be on still? yeah like, don't
0: that's that, like it's the recurring joke of this podcast that the real tragedy of this covid thing will be if my birthday party gets canceled like yeah. you know all these people all these people might die but the real tragedy would be for me not to be able to have my birthday party i, I do
1: recall you promising lady gaga did i dream that or promise, did I I
0: promise like lady people? gaga i mean <laughs> no. i can, I can promise i can promise you that i will play lady gaga on the tv <laughs>
2: Deal,
0: deal. We can watch. We can watch a Star Is Born. We can, you know, well, we no, can, we can, s- we can sing along Stars to. Yes. We can sing along to the soundtrack. We can, you know, we can do it. We can do it I all. It.
1: Yes, I love it. Well, I hope the party's still on because Dean and I have had that on our radar.
0: So do I, because I'm a very uh temperamental leo, and if I don't get my birthday party uh and get uh shown all the uh requisite love that I feel I'm deserved of, then I get cranky yeah, well,
1: it'll happen put
0: it on one way or the other it's gonna happen
1: i love it we'll so,
0: we'll socially distance we'll just all stand in a different corner of the pool. <laughs>
1: I yeah. we'll have, have like
0: walkie talkies. And <laughs> let me make let me make a note. I don't drink scotch, but I will buy a bottle of Lagavulin and I'll have it here for you.
1: Okay, perfect. <laughs> I,
0: love it. I I tried it. That's so funny. We're just gonna bring this back to the alcohol because I've tried so many different times to like be manly and like drink scotch and all this sort of stuff. And just mm-hmm. I just I don't know what it is. Like I just am not strong enough for it.
1: Interesting. Did you grow up around campfires?
0: uh yeah a little bit yeah because like you know that like taste of the campfire
1: smoke blowing in your your but see now how you said you you don't
0: you know how you said you're not really a sweets person i'm I'm very much a sweets person so the smoky and bitter like i've i've worked really hard to like learn to enjoy like ipa beer and that sort Mm. of stuff but it's taken i mean just until the last few years to really like Bitter is not a flavor that I tend to enjoy, gotcha. so it's it's sense. it's something that I've had to like acquire a taste for. So, you know, it's mm. but I also and I also couldn't drink tequila for the longest time, and now I will have a couple shots every now and then. Nice. See, you can
1: keep training yourself. Now you <laughs> talked
0: you talked about vodka. I I put you on to a interesting and inexpensive vodka. I know like a year or two ago. Was that still yeah. uh, something that you were going back to, or did you return to a uh, previous choice?
1: No, that was the vodka that we would primarily buy, but then when I got on my whiskey kick, I stopped drinking the vodka, so Dana buys, I judge him for it. He buys Smirnoff. That's his go-to vodka, and he's the vodka drinker in the family now.
0: So, there's, I love him so much, but there's so many things that I need to get him to correct himself on. <laughs>
2: right i almost feel oh, like
0: I, I almost feel like maybe i need to move back to minneapolis just so that we can get him on, a, on a couple better paths
1: <laughs> i will not object to that i will not object at all
0: there's I, I don't want to put too many rumors out in the universe but there's a possibility that move a move is not out of the question and minneapolis uh-huh. is on the list
1: <laughs> Oh, that's exciting! It's
0: a very short list. Minneapolis is on it, so
1: I like it. We'll see what like happens. It. Well, you have a bunch of built-in friends here and people that care about you. So,
0: if you if that's you know cool. if you know any accounting jobs that pay like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year, just let Nikki know.
1: Accounting. Hmm. Does she do like people's taxes? Is she a CPA?
0: No. She right now she's a, uh, a an analyst for an oil and gas company. So she mm. processes. I don't know. What the hell do you do? <laughs> she like puts numbers into a computer and you know does accounting shit. That oil know. and
1: gas money's hard to compete with, but all well, too many nice high yeah. But okay. uh,
0: that that oil and gas money is getting easier to compete with now that that oil and gas <laughs> money seems to be going to be going Real. away.
1: Oh my gosh! I left the house for the first time the other day, and I was like, "Wait, what? Gas is like one
0: sixty. What is yeah. happening?" Yeah, the the well, uh the the market imploded because of you know yeah. no one's going anywhere. So yeah. she's she's been at this company for eight years, and we're on like our third downturn, and so it's just a lot of mm-hmm. ebbs and flow to try to deal with. So uh, right. the uh, yeah. the call right. the call to more stability is uh, becoming stronger and stronger. I gotcha. Well, there's no figure of anything. We, uh, we share a lot of the same political beliefs. We're on the mm-hmm. same wavelengths with our, uh, liberalness. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we're probably both in the same situation where we're trying not to cry with the thought of Joe fucking Biden being our democratic nominee <sighs> and how, how we ended up here. Um, I know. at the end of the day, of course, you know we're still gonna vote for him because we gotta we get the, to we answer. gotta get that cheeto dusted twat waffle out of the the white House but yep. we uh how the hell did we end up here again?
1: Uh, <laughs> that is the question you know what I've really learned through this whole thing is you cannot trust your Twitter feed <laughs> right. According to my Twitter feed, everyone was on board for Hillary. And we know how that turned out. And then, according to my Twitter feed, everyone was on board for Elizabeth Warren. And then, out of the blue, it's like, wait, what? No one was talking about Biden. Where did this happen? So, I think it proves A, we seem to cater our social media to people that are like minded because we obviously block people or don't follow people that are upset or that would upset us or have yeah. different opinions. And also that the rich white men are still in charge. That's the big lesson. <laughs> the
0: the the undying truth of America is rich white people will always rule the world.
1: He'll always be in charge. And we might think we have a voice and we might pretend we have a voice and believe it to our cores. But guess what? Yeah, we don't have a voice. I'm sorry that's so negative, but it's so hard not to feel that way right now.
0: Well, when you, oh. when you step back and, and look at the big picture, it's 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 a truth that smacks you right in the face like we can you know have things gotten better in some instances yes we don't we don't overtly uh make black people into slaves but subversively <laughs> yeah. subversively people of color uh are you know not that much better off than they were that many years ago you know and it may yeah. seem that it's better they're not you know being you know they're not restricted to only although they are seemingly restricted to only living in certain places um Mm -hmm. you know they're they're women and people of color and minorities and immigrants are only allowed to seemingly rise to a certain status um you know you get we all get the token you know, we'll, oh, let's, you know, let's let's let Mary, let's let Mary come up so we can say, hey, look at her. look, See, the, see, you guys get all worked up about this. But look, here's a woman right here. Yeah, but it's one. Yep. It's one surrounded yeah, by 40 exactly. dudes. Yeah, they still want it to be
1: president. That's coming across loud and clear.
0: Yeah. So, I, so I, I know that you are very much in the uh, Amy Klobuchar camp as well there's a little there's a little vp buzz how how do you feel about that
1: that's a good question i have had no time to process anything politically related um so let me clarify a little bit i wouldn't say i was like super far into the amy klobuchar bucket because i really wanted warren like elizabeth warren was my number one right um i went to the Amy for America rally when she announced it. So I was like, how many times do you get to hear someone in your own backyard announce that they're running for president? You know, so it was just a fun day. Like I was really impressed with the way that she handled the, I already forgot his name. You know, the drunk Supreme court justice guy, Brett Kavanaugh. (laughs) I was really impressed with how she handled the hearings and stuff like that. But then, so I went there and it was exciting and it was fun. and It was a historical moment, but the deeper we got into it, the more I was like, yeah, she's got some serious problems. Um, so her being VP, I think she'd be fine, and I think it'd be great, and it's always fun to have your home state represented on the federal level, um, but it still wouldn't be enough to get me to skip to the polls. Right. Does that make
0: sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's She's she's not the pick that would get you fired up. now. There's pretty yeah. much no chance that Elizabeth Warren is going to be the VP nominee, um, even though yeah. she's more and more what we need in this country than ever before. Um, someone that yeah. actually has stood up to banks and stood up to, you know, the, the corrupt, like... And I, I'm so sick of people like, well, everyone's corrupt. Everyone does this. Everyone does that. It's... It's, it's not... They're not... They're not corrupt. They're not equally corrupt. They might both yeah. have corruption but it's it's different like it's not just it's like it's like Scoville units like one hot sauce is like you know it's hot and you feel it mm-hmm. but then you mm-hmm. have a million Scoville that will burn your face off just smelling it you know there's, yeah. there's a difference <laughs> like they're both they're both hot yeah. sauces but they're not the same
1: mm-hmm. yeah, exactly i like that analogy
0: that's good I'm continually frustrated by this process. So who do you who do you think should be the VP nominee? Um Barack Obama. No, I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Can we just I,
0: I think I think Biden I think Biden said the other day that he would uh pick um uh Michelle in a heartbeat. Yeah,
1: but she does not like politics. No. Like Michelle Obama is like, nope. Like, <laughs> not what I signed up for. Um, one of the last things I did when my life was like normal and happy in March of 2019 was see Michelle Obama on her becoming tour at the Spell Energy Center in yep. Minnesota. And she did not like being a lawyer. She hated being a politician's wife. Like, she's just got this, like, other drive and passion, which is so interesting because it's kind of like she checked all the boxes of what people think success is, like, be a successful lawyer, be a first lady, like, be the wife of a senator. And she was just like, nope, hated it. I got more passion and different passion, and I'm going to utilize it somewhere else. And I think that's what makes her so unique. Like, she's not trying to... To conform to like what the standard of other people's view of success. Anyways, small Michelle Obama rant. Sorry, she's
0: she's an absolutely lovely person, and I yeah. think honestly because she doesn't want to be president is exactly why I would like it if she was president.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, um, I honestly do not have an answer to your question because, like I said, the second like it was Joe. Versus Bernie and I was really upset when Elizabeth Warren dropped out and then coronavirus hit and honestly I've been in such like a like tunnel vision of just yeah. corona 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 survive 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 that it's like I haven't stepped away to like think broader than that or think about the 2020 election. So you tell me your answer because I don't have one.
0: Um, I think there's a pretty strong possibility that it'll be Kamala Harris.
1: I like that idea, which I'm not,
0: which I'm not at all against. I think that she could. I think she would destroy Pence in a debate.
1: Oh my gosh! I'd be and it would be,
0: it would be fantastic. Um, I think it would be someone that would energize a lot of the base, which I think is a good yeah. thing. Um, yeah. You know, because the whole key to to how this thing plays out is one: how much longer does this COVID go? I mean, Mm -hmm. we don't, people are, you know, states are starting to open back up this weekend. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. and as we record this, it's, uh, what the hell day is it? I don't even know anymore. It's the 24th. Friday, April 24th, yeah. So, you know, people are starting to open states up. Georgia is is opening back up this weekend. Um, Mm -hmm. Florida is starting to relax. Um, Apparently here in in Texas, things are going to start to get a little bit more relaxed. So it, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Do we have a second wave? Is it, It's really hard to say. And how that impacts campaigning, how that impacts mm-hmm. nomination process, how that impacts mm-hmm. voting in November. You know, Are people going to go and want to stand in line to vote? Just another, like, why do we not have the ability to just do mail-in voting? Like, everyone should be Online. able to.
2: Right. And it's just another
0: thing. President Trump was asked, "How come? How come we can't do mail-in voting?" He said, "You know, it's 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 an opportunity for too much fraud and too much crime." And then the reporter oh. directly asked him, "Well, didn't you just vote mail by mail in Florida?" And he said, "Yeah, well, that's because I'm allowed to." It's like. <laughs>
1: but it's like also like who are you to talk about fraud in the election process oh right. my god like see that's the thing doesn't the impeachment feel like 10 years ago like we're all forgetting oh, and yeah. that's scary oh gosh it, i bet if you walk down the street and asked five people was trump impeached they would all say no he was impeached right he wasn't removed from office but he was impeached And i bet no one remembers that and no one knows it
0: well there's a lot of there's a lot of people that don't know that impeachment doesn't mean being removed from office yeah
1: true
0: so i mean there's there, you could walk down the street and ask five people a lot of things and they're not going to know the correct answer to because you know <laughs> being being uh not being educated is like a a newfound like badge of honor for some reason in this country like we've you know it's it's much more important how many followers you have on twitter and how big your instagram reach is and whether or not you can you know know what the bill of rights is and what the constitution is about right are, are you are you staggered by the number of uh, constitutional experts uh that are suddenly uh, on your uh, facebook feed and how many uh scientists there are all of a sudden <laughs>
1: I'm more stung by the scientists. Unfortunately, there's always been constitutional experts on my Facebook feed, and <laughs> but the scientists, like uh, drink bleach guys, it's yes, gonna great. That's the that's the new great. <laughs> the, that's
0: the 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 great new one is that.
1: Uh, oh my god!
2: So
0: Sorry. he goes. So he goes on TV, does this whole rant about you know disinfectants and all this sort of stuff, and then today. Goes on TV and says that it was sarcasm.
1: I can't, I can't, I can't. He doesn't. I can't. Like
0: so clearly, he doesn't know how. Sar- uh, on the list of things that he does not know how they work is also sarcasm, because sarcasm. that okay, was I'm not sarcastic. That proves
1: that he knows he was wrong. He never backpedals, and so that says a lot. Like he like knows. Like oh. Oh, oh, that oh, oh, okay, that was bad. Oh I was, I was kidding. you know I was just joking. It's like it's so bad. It's so bad. What so, is this world? What is it
0: <laughs> as as I am one to do, I get caught up in uh, in some back and forth on on different Facebook posts. and so uh, a lady on uh, my stepsister's uh Facebook, this is what she said Trump meant. When he was talking yesterday. No. Trump, Trump, Trump asked about light and disinfectant injected into the body. There are two existing therapies. UV therapy as well as ozone therapy. The one that has the left all riled up is ozone therapy. This has been used for cancer patients. O3 gas is infused. I don't even know what O3 is. I've heard of O2. Uh, gas yeah. is infused into the body as a disinfectant to improve the intake of oxygen while ramping up the immune system, thus more efficiently killing bacteria and viruses. You can Google it if you want. Trump asked the expert off to the side if testing was being done relative to applying this to the coronavirus. But of course, NBC, CBS, CNN, and company would take his words out of context to make it sound like he looked at the camera and said, hey, let's all drink bleach. Disinfectant inside the body is indeed dangerous and should only be done by a doctor. A footnote, if you take high amounts of vitamin C yourself, you will wind up with buildup of hydrogen peroxide inside the body. Hydrogen peroxide is a disinfectant. This is why vitamin C is so effective against viruses on its own. Well, we all know someone... Very close to us, who took way too much vitamin C and almost <laughs> shit his brains out.
1: I know, right? <laughs> so Sorry. I, I
0: don't, I that's don't understand. Oh
1: my god!
0: And and my Sorry, favorite god. part was then she then called me a libtard, which is how I, which oh is, is how god, I know,
2: that's offensive. which is <gasps>
0: which is how I know that she's not a serious person because like. That's just that's just the mark of someone who has no idea what they're doing with their life.
1: I just love how she's like, let me find some way to justify my president. <laughs> my, he's right. Sorry, I don't want to make fun of your step... What What was it? No, she's <laughs> not.
0: Uh, this was someone that knows my stepsister. This is not my stepsister okay. saying this. Okay. No, that, no because if that had been my stepsister, there would have been <laughs> other words that it would have been had other than what I posted to this lady.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's just amazing. Like, they, that's, mm. and yeah, like I said, there's a lot to unpack there. A lot of emotion happening inside me right now. That's
0: the problem better. is they, they will willingly bend over backwards. They'll perform fucking Jenga-like block movements. They'll perform, mm-hmm. they'll put themselves into twister pretzels to figure out a way to say that what he said was okay. And it's and that is staggering. You
1: know, context. No, it was like they played word for word what he said. Yeah. And there's, ugh, you're right. Like they will literally do backflips to try and justify it, their belief in him and their love for him. It's like, do you remember when we were kids, we learned about the emperor's new clothes? Yes. That's exactly what this is. Like, what the heck? How is there such blind loyalty to this absolute incompetent human being that they will say anything to like make him feel good and to be on his side and to justify his actions? Like I don't get it. I just don't get it.
0: Her, her response I mean, to what- me her response to me after I posted From Reuters, the 50-second uncut clip of exactly what he said was, yeah, "Yeah," she goes, yeah, I heard it, and I understood exactly what he was saying. The bar for libtard stupidity just keeps getting lower.
1: Oh. But that's something like, I just, I don't, what is like their root issue that just makes them have such loyalty to the Republican Party to the extent that they will accept this absolute joke of a leader and defend him. I don't get it. Like, is it just, I I mean, what do you think it is? I don't get it. Honestly,
0: honestly, I I don't know. I, I feel like there's a percentage of people. I, I I don't think it's one thing. I think it's 30% of the country that all have like 7% of different reasons why. I think there's a percentage of people that are scared that white people aren't going to be in charge anymore. Mm -hmm. There's a percentage of people that are too stupid to know the difference. Mm
2: -hmm. There's
0: a percentage of people that automatically refuse to believe anything that anyone says. There are the people that mm-hmm. are in the Alex Jones camp, the Infowars camp that are on the deep Reddit threads where tinfoil mm-hmm. hats are required to enter. It's, you know, it's a conglomerate yeah. of these small factions that when you put them all together,
2: mm-hmm.
0: they become a, they, you know, 30% of people. And then there's, you know, the, and then there's just dyed in the wool Republicans who are just like there are Democrats who are never going to vote for anyone that isn't on their team. You know, it's, yeah. I I think part of the problem is there's so little nuance in our country anymore. We so want mm-hmm. to be able to point to this is why they do this and this is why they do that. And I just don't think mm-hmm. it's that simple anymore. It's so fractured yeah. and it's just these yeah. tiny little fragments of people. But when you put it together is enough to unfortunately have elected this person president and this is where we're at and you know say what you want about Hillary and I didn't think Hillary was the perfect candidate you know I I was, and I wasn't even necessarily against Hillary. I was just really over like, can we not have a Bush or a Clinton in the White House? Can we not yet move? (laughs) Can we move on from? Because that's all I've known basically my entire life, except for President Obama. Like, it was either a Bush or a Clinton, and I was like, do we really need to go back to that? Like, right? But I, I wasn't really, I wasn't really alive for that. You know, I was born in nineteen eighty. So right, but I, but I wasn't. A cognizant of what he was doing, and I'm now more pissed off yeah. than ever about Reagan because he started us down on this path of this bullshit trickle down economics, which has completely mm-hmm. failed. Which we com- mm-hmm. which we continue when we <laughs> which we continue to perpetuate as the way to get out of things. Which is yeah. the, the all the money that gets put into the upper one to two percent never makes its way down. You know, mm-hmm. the people at the top continue to make their money. You know, if we were in such an economic crisis, why is the Dow Jones still at 23000
2: thousand? Mm-hmm.
0: It's still high because all of the rich people are still getting money. The reason exactly. they want the economy back open is because they can't make more money when the poor people aren't working for them. I know. Rich, people, rich people don't make money by working anymore. They get rich off of poor people working for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... I'm.
0: This is going to be controversial, but it's slavery packaged in a different way. You know, it's not at all
1: controversial. That's a hundred
0: percent how yeah. I feel. Yeah. We we. I just don't want to like. Slavery. Sla- slaves No, a hundred percent. You know, the the but, s- yeah. slavery on the under the context that we know of 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 people of color being forcibly removed from their country and dragged here is a completely separate thing. They've set up yeah. a new type of slavery. We're a slave to, we're a slave to a weekly paycheck. We're a slave to everything being tied to our employment. Why the fuck are we in an industrialized country where our health insurance is tied to our employment? That's
1: so weird, right? It's not normal. It's not. And it's, but it it again is because they just want the people that are either lining their pockets or their friends who are also rich to be the ones that survive. And they don't give a crap if you're not helping me make more money, I don't care about your life. You know? It's really And they,
0: and they talk about they talk about, oh, there are these hospitals that aren't making any money. Why are hospitals profit centers?
1: <laughs> Good point. I know. I know, but it okay, I'm here I am like reeling backwards. But it all goes back to like then, you know, why is education so expensive? Because those doctors had to pay so much money and go into so much debt for their education to do this, so that's why they have to charge so much, which is why hospitals have to be for profit. You know, it's just the whole system from the ground up is just wrong. It's just wrong. And the thing I keep going back to is our country is so young, like our you know, parents in the 70s celebrated the bicentennial. Like, we're not that far removed from 200 years. That is, like, two lifetimes. So maybe we're two and a half lifetimes into this country. And part of me wants to say it didn't work. Capitalism didn't work. Okay, let's just trash it and acknowledge the great experiment didn't work. And that might be super jaded of me, but in moments like this, it's where my head goes.
0: No there's there's a there's a very strong part of me that's just like good fine let the fucking thing collapse because yeah. until until it actually collapses nothing's ever going to really change. Like America Mm -hmm. does not make changes unless they are absolutely forced to. That's the same. Mm -hmm. And and like I say this as a person that works in the oil and gas industry, I don't work in that industry because I have some sort of passion about oil and gas. I fell into Mm -hmm. working for this company because I lived in a small town. It was the only place that paid money. And I Mm -hmm. fucking fell into this weird job. I have if if the oil and gas industry went away today because we figured out a way to embrace electric and solar power, fine. Hey, that's fucking great because I am a person, this is a novel idea and a novel concept in this country. I am fully willing to accept the, the greater good being better off than just my personal my personal well-being. If I have to make a sacrifice for the greater good, I am happy to do that because the greater good when everyone is doing well it's good for everyone Mm -hmm. people do not seem to understand that this like one to two percent of people having all the money is not a good thing but it's because it's been drilled into all of our heads that hey you know that could be you one day if you work hard enough that could be you you know Mm -hmm. just keep working just keep going for that brass ring because you know one day you could be rich.
1: Exactly, exactly. It's that the lie of the American dream. I mean, seriously. It's just, I don't
0: know.
1: See, this is I why just, we talked the,
0: about travel at the beginning because this is what was going to happen.
1: <laughs> now we're and we're really sad and depressed because <laughs> everything screwed up. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Like, let's talk about good things. What is? Let me ask you this. Okay, Unless you're the host of the show, so it's okay if I switch gears and yes, ask you a question. Yes, fire away.
0: I would, I okay, would love is- for someone else to host the show once. I don't want, I don't need the <laughs> burden.
1: <laughs> okay, I like it. Well, I'll host right now. On fire away. Question. So, obviously, these are very scary, difficult times. But have you been able to find any sort of silver lining in this COVID-19 crisis?
0: you know i I've talked about this a couple of times on on a couple of other episodes i I am constantly looking for the silver linings um yeah. I find that although I am stressed about some other things, my overall anxiety level is lower because i am not i'm not getting in my car and yeah. fighting with rush hour traffic i don't have to go to my office i'm not like i get I when when I sleep, I sleep much better than I normally do. Um, I just awesome. I you know I'm I'm overall I'm fortunate like I'm lucky enough that mm-hmm. I have nice weather. I have a pool at my house. Like I have things that I can occupy my time with, and yeah. I don't and I don't have kids. Yes, which is a huge <laughs> thing. And on the the huge the uh, the. Right the podcast I taped earlier today with with my friend Donnie. He's a school teacher, his wife is a school teacher and they have two young kids. So oh they're trying to teach other people's kids while also servicing the needs of their children that are in the house and that yeah. is a delicate balancing act. So, you know, I look at the silver linings as I mean I'm 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 pretty lucky overall you know, I didn't, I didn't, that I got that $1,200 check from the government and like, I didn't have to immediately spend it because I was behind on my bills. I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm in a position Mm -hmm. where I can be okay. And that, I mean, yeah,
1: I love that. That's so cool. See, that's the kind of stuff we need to focus on. Like, I think it's important to like have the discussions we were having and it's very important to like question the system and question like, where we're at politically and stuff like that. But then sometimes when you get too far down it, it's like good to backtrack and be like, what's good? You know? So I love that.
0: Yeah. a good answer. uh, Honestly, like from the start of this year, even before the COVID stuff started, like I had been trying to make it a point to focus on positive stuff. 2019 was a a bad year for me. Uh, I know. And so 2020, I'm like, okay, let's like not a new year's resolution sort of thing, but just more like a, you know let's let's make a point of you know trying to find some positive stuff not always being down and negative and you know just yeah. you know it's it's important because there are difficult things happening in this country there are stressful things there's people that mm-hmm. you know don't have enough in a country that has so much to have so many people that don't have enough is very very disconcerting and yeah. the fact that we don't seem to care enough about that is is very troublesome and when I see and this is I'm gonna jump back onto the politic the political thing for a second, but when we have politicians that are so worried about well if we give them money that's gonna encourage them to not go to work like okay that's like okay fine whatever but like that's that's what we have to do at this point like it's not forever like put a put a uh, put a cap on it put a Uh, a sunset date on it put it whenever this is over the money goes away like i mean i have a friend a good friend of the podcast one of my best friends in the world rod he i I won't say who it is because it's not my business but he is knows someone that stopped working because the unemployment that the person was getting was more than they were making so they took the unemployment but isn't it sad wow. that we live in a world where unemployment pays more than a than a, an actual job? Like, isn't That's that the so bigger backwards. problem?
1: So backwards, so backwards.
0: And I just, I, I'm yeah. continually frustrated because when I when I talked about the people talk about both sides are corrupt and both sides have bad actors. These these are these are true points, but like one side wants to keep the rich rich and get, give them more money and continue to take away from the country and the other side wants to like make sure you can go to college if you choose, uh, give you health care, like, do these sort of mm-hmm. things. Like, it, It's such a misconception that like we, we would just be given health care. No, the money that we already pay in the system would be reappropriated to mm-hmm. give us the things that we need. Like, I don't understand mm-hmm. why it's not framed that way. We're not that's
1: like, a great point. He should be a
0: politician. <laughs> I, I just I don't understand how that's not something we can all get behind. How is it that how is it that you don't want to have your health care taken care of?
1: They don't they don't care about their health care. They don't want the person who's on the street with a sign that says need five dollars to get health care. You know? That's what I think it's about. It's about like But why why do people why do people you?
0: think why do people care about that? Do they do they they, do they care do they dig down and care about all of the money all of our tax dollars that are misappropriated in defense spending and black ops programs that you know nothing about like are so there's so much people don't really know where their tax money goes and so then to focus on well geez that person you know might abuse welfare for three weeks okay Mm -hmm. so what it's a drop in the fucking bucket.
1: Mm-hmm. It's it's rooted in racism and yeah. classism, like it is. Like people just, I I don't understand it because I think we've been raised in such a different environment. With you know, like we didn't live through civil rights and we didn't live through slavery and we didn't live through that. But I think that there's such still in like the generation before us and the generation before them are just deep seated roots in like. I belong and you don't, you yeah. know, like you are beneath me. And it's like, they still need to have that feeling and that power of like, you are beneath me and I am better and I'm above you. And they like want to suppress like it down. And I think it's mostly racism, but also if they see a white person begging on the street, Oh, he must be a drug addict and an alcoholic and I've given money. it for alcohol. It's just, there's a, some sense that they need to be better. And it's, Again, probably just in capitalism because that's how capitalism's framed. It's yeah. like I am the top and you are the bottom.
0: And isn't it you amazing? Know? Isn't it amazing in this capitalism that we're all living through right now that there's so many businesses that are about to go out and and they're they're going to go away because the market is not sustainable for them. And then now we're going to bail them out. Like how is it? How is it that it, socialism is only for big business?
1: Explain that to me. Socialism is only for big
0: business, right? We're taking these huge companies like the airline industry. The airline industry is in crisis. The airline industry was bailed out and then laid off its a bunch of its employees. Why are we giving the market? The market has dictated based on these these events that the airline industry has lost a ton of its ability to sustain itself because they're not generating revenue. In in a business situation in a free market that business would just go away because the I the, the, the there's yep. no more revenue coming in it. there's there's no more revenue therefore the business goes away that's what happens in capitalism if you open a restaurant yep. your restaurant doesn't get any customers your restaurant closes well these airline yep. industries people aren't flying they've they've and and the thing that's pissing me off about these big companies is they've spent all this money, they got all these tax breaks, all this stuff, and they didn't put it into their employees. They didn't put it into mm-hmm. other things. All they've done is use it to buy back their stock.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's why so many of these companies don't have very much cash on hand is because they've been using it for these sorts of things. But yep. So to go back to my point, this the airline industry, for one, has been given a bailout. So why is the government yeah. bailing out a company that the market has dictated should be failing? Why would we bail out the mm. cruise industry?
1: I see what you're saying.
0: So we're so we're, I mean, we're willing to give we're willing to give these handouts to these big corporations while we continue to bicker mom, over pop, while you continue to pop. bicker over giving Amer- real American people that are working any sort of help?
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: we don't want to be socialist.
1: Well, think about it. Like, the government has a lot more to benefit from an airline than they do from Joe Schmo down the street. Sure, you know, that's what it all comes down to: is contributions, and I mean, I'm but it just to it think. just goes
0: it just goes to prove that the system is fake because yeah. it's, they'll throw away they'll throw away their their supposed beliefs as soon as it does it no longer is beneficial to them yeah
1: well that's been the most interesting thing to me about this whole COVID-19 is oh my gosh nothing's real like You have to go to work every day. Oh, actually, you don't. Right. And you like, oh, you're going to go to jail if you do this. Actually, you can go free. You're fine. Or you can't speed. Uh, We're not going to pull you over because we don't want to risk getting breeds on. You know, it's like all this stuff that we thought was like rules and restrictions and real, none of it's real, you know, and to your point, like capitalism isn't real. It's like, oh, yeah, so you have to like. To exactly your point about the airline, it's like, oh, if you're a mom, pa restaurant, and you're not profitable, sorry, you're closed. That's capitalism. But you're if an airline, and you benefit the government, oh yeah, you deserve a bailout. Like yeah, it's everything's fake and it's all just made up, and that's where we're at.
2: Anyways.
0: More Sorry, fun, more fun, more point. fun, more fun here on the COVID Chronicles. I'm so happy that <laughs> you've taken this last hour of your time. Uh, hopefully, hopefully this uh, vitriol and negativity, and it's, I don't think it's all but negativity either. I think it's just taking a cold hard look at some of the realities in our country. And that's another thing that we don't do is we gloss over real problems all the time, and. We just oh, but hey, don't worry. The bachelor's on.
1: But that is a nice escape.
0: No, I, no, <laughs> I, I don't. It's. No, <laughs> I didn't mean to attack a show that I knew you liked.
1: No, I'm kidding.
0: Um, so let's 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 we'll have a little fun to close out here. We've we've been going for a while, so I don't want to keep you on that. I know you need to eat, and there's probably some scotch or some vodka calling your name. Want to make sure that uh, you get a chance to enjoy that before you dive back into. I don't know what 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 are you in, What are you what are you uh, involved in these days with with your work? I know that uh, I know being a lawyer in times like these has to be challenging.
1: Yeah, it's been amazing how much the industry has adapted. Though we're doing Zoom mediations, we're doing court appearances just by written submissions, we're doing video chats with our clients, so uh, drive-by will signing. So it's definitely been impacted, but business is proceeding as usual. It just looks a little different. So I've been blessed in that way.
0: You know, I I think I mentioned this to you the last time you were on, but there there was a time in my life where I wanted to be a lawyer. And Oh yeah. The, but that was because I thought that lawyers were like they were on TV. Like I wanted to be a litigator who like stood up and gave like amazing summations and all this sort of stuff. And then I found out it was mostly like writing like uh like doing wills and tax law and like all kinds of like family law. Like I I wanted to be like, you know, Law and Order.
1: Well, it's much... Okay, I will tell you this. I know we're at the top of the hour, but it's much more like TV than I expected because mm-hmm. your paralegal does all your boring drafting and you get to go to court and you get to stand up and make these amazing oral arguments and it is the best feeling in the world. Like, he, objection... Like, seriously, you should come to one of my trials. Like, come to Minnesota, sit and watch me a, at a trial or a motion hearing and it is much more like TV than you would expect. And it is freaking so i do miss going to court it's just courts are closed right now
0: i i will i like i love legal stuff like i get nerdy yeah. about that sort of thing
1: i got to like impeach a witness um on past crimes one of nerd, these but...
0: one of these times w- w- when you come visit <laughs> i want to just pour some cocktails and just sit around i want you to tell me some off the record fun lawyer stories
1: I will. I will. Because it is, oh my gosh, like I did have to draft some stuff today, and I agree with you. It was like I was dying. I was so freaking bored. But like I said, our paralegals do all our drafting. We get to go put on the suit, make the arguments. Like uh, one of my last arguments for cult, court quotes I have to, I was like, in a global pandemic, <laughs> petitioner is requesting. Like I'm like, I got to say global pandemic in court, and it worked. I
0: won. It is fun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so before before we started recording, I sent a text message to your beautiful husband yeah. and asked him if he had a question that I should ask you on the podcast. Oh, okay. And he wanted to know what your least favorite pop culture thing is that he loves. Anna Kendrick. Oh, really? Yeah. You're anti Anna Kendrick. Okay. Why? Why do An we? Anti.
1: I'm anti Dana's obsession with Anna Kendrick.
0: Oh, okay. Like, well. if
1: I never met Dana and I saw Pitch Perfect, I'd be like, yeah, girl, that little mousy girl with the weird nose
0: is. Mousy
1: girl?
2: Oh, <laughs>
0: that's not nice.
1: But the fact that I married someone who thinks she is God's gift to Earth and thinks she is, like, more beautiful than Aphrodite and that she is, like, the most perfect woman on Earth. Fucking, oh my God. She's fine. Calm down, boys. She's fine. That's my take on
0: that. <laughs> I I kind of feel that way about my wife's obsession with Chris Hemsworth right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. See, you get me. You get me. But so come on. Come on
0: come but at on. the same time, I'm like, I would have sex with Chris Hemsworth. So, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have sex with Anna Kendrick. I'd have sex with other women, but not Anna Kendrick. Oh, there's it. a
0: fun list. Let's go down... Let's do the top five women you'd have sex with list. That's a fun way to end the podcast.
1: All right. Are you ready?
0: <laughs> Fire You're away. I'm going
1: to get most of the references. <laughs> so, Why are they just, weird, uh,
0: obscure women?
1: Yeah, there's this Australian show called Wentworth, which is about a female prison, and there's a character named Frankie that I would absolutely have sex with.
2: Wentworth. Um,
1: I would definitely have sex with, I think her name is Ruby Rose. She actually was in Pitch Perfect 3. She plays like, the lead singer of like the... Band with a guitar, but she's also in Orange Is the New Black. Okay,
0: wait. Let's hang on. Let's hang. Let's 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 slow down because I need to I need to (laughs) take these in. So we're looking at Francesca Frankie Doyle. Is that who we're talking about?
1: Yeah, from Wentworth.
0: All right. Okay. Yeah, I could see that.
1: Uh, Yeah, and then Ruby Rose.
0: Ruby Rose. All right. Let me look at Ruby Rose. Everyone, follow along. Everyone, get out your Google machine like (laughs) I'm doing right now. This is one of the benefits of having your computer right here.
1: Right. Do you find her, like, short hair, tattoos, mm. super skinny?
0: Oh, okay. I know who this chick is. What else has she yeah. been in that I've seen? Um, she was in, was in something else.
1: Perfect and Orange is the New Black. I'm trying to think what else she would have been in.
0: Okay, so I see you have a type. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, number three would be the actress. Michelle Rodriguez, who plays Letty in the Fast and Furious yep. films. Yep, okay. I also had a steamy, hot romance with Zac Efron. So if I had my choice, it would be a three-way with, with Michelle Rodriguez, Zac Efron on me, but I'd I do just Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> um, so that's three... Four is probably ah, she kind of pissed me off recently. But the actress who played Kate and Lost, like she came out of the woodwork because of some shit about Corona, but she still is hot in a white tank top with both guns, right? Lost. So she's probably my number four.
0: Kate from Lost. All right. Yeah. Oh, Evangeline number- Oh, Evangeline Lily. Yeah. Eh.
1: Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I, I like girls with like guns, like defined shoulders. She's uh she's
0: in she's in the Marvel movies. Oh, she is. Yeah, she's uh the Wasp with uh Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Is she good in it? Yeah, she's pretty good. She has an awesome she know. has she's uh in one of the uh big fight scenes at the end of Endgame.
1: Oh, I should watch it someday.
0: There you go. See, now you have a reason to watch Marvel movies. Evangeline Lilly is in go. like four of them.
1: She's going to be so excited She's in
0: in Ant-Man Ant-Man and the Wasp Which she's in a lot more Because she's the Wasp And then she's in Well she's not really in Infinity War I guess So I guess she's just in 3 But she's in uh, towards the end of Endgame So there you go
1: Nice.
0: So that's 4 All right. who's the 5
1: She also pissed me off recently Because she's an awful human being But I'm doing this based (laughs) on just physical appearance
0: Alone would be
1: Jillian Michaels. Oh, I know, but she's not oh. like her body. No, like her body. she's she not even hot. Her body. Her, body. No. Her, body. her body.
0: No. So what you're telling I me is you body. like. So what you're telling me is you like abs.
1: No, it's more the arms. Like if you look at their arms arm definition, and okay. they have like. Yeah, arms and abs, but they have, like, really, like, defined shoulders that go into, like, their biceps, and then, yeah, their abs, and, like, little flat muscular asses, like, that's my type. It's just athletic, petite women.
0: Oh, okay, now I know why I know who Ruby Rose is. Ruby Rose is Batwoman.
1: She is? I yes. didn't even know that. She like she has her, her
0: own that. show on the CW called Batwoman.
1: Ah. Oh, okay. I knew, Either. I knew,
0: I knew, I knew her from somewhere, and it wasn't. But if pitch anyone
1: perfect. googled all five of those women, they would find that they're often in white tank tops. I think yeah. that's my thing. It's like buff
0: girls, in white and tank they tops. all kind of look the same, except for Michelle. Yeah. Rod- Michelle Rodriguez is the only real outlier. But I mean, even then, she still is. She fits in the form. She just yeah, just as a got little that muscle she, definition. Yeah. She
1: wears white tank tops on Fast and Furious. She's a cool badass. Uh, they're all brunette, aren't they? I just realized that. Yeah. I didn't pick one blonde.
0: You really are a princess because you want a butch woman.
1: I do. <laughs> I'm the lipstick lesbian <laughs> in this scenario. <laughs>
0: oh, that's fantastic.
1: Did you expect me to like rattle off all five that fast? <laughs> uh,
0: I mean, I didn't really. I, I don't have any. I could rattle off five dudes I would have sex with. All right, go. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. Yes. Chris Hemsworth yeah chris evans because i think he's adorable and i think he would be a passionate lover okay um let's see who else um let's see there's so many to choose from that's a problem um I I think I I probably would join you in having sex with Zac Efron just because I want to yeah. I want to touch his abs and just see if they're as amazing oh, wow. as they appear to be. Although I heard like he he did an interview on uh, he was on Hot Ones and uh, he talked about getting in shape for Baywatch and how hard it was and like how he like didn't ever want to like try to be that muscular ever again.
1: Oh wow! So interesting. I can uh, imagine it would be work.
0: Let's see. And then maybe someone cuddly. Who's cute but cuddly? Um, um,
1: Andy from Parks and Rec.
0: Oh, no. I don't like Chris
1: Pratt.
0: Okay. Chris Pratt's in the Marvel movies, too. He's Star-Lord. Um, that's too many Marvel... Oh, okay. I, I can't have sex with all of the Marvel characters. Actually, I could. I really would. I, I probably really would have sex with all the Marvel heroes. There you go. Yeah, can I have sex with... Mark uh Ruffalo? I have sex with... Can I, but you'd have to be the half-Hulk because, you know, I really... You know, if I'm going to go for it, I'm going to go all the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Speaking of, speaking of Marvel characters that I'm in love with, I have a, a yeah. huge crush on uh, Tessa Thompson.
1: Oh, yes. So she is in Creed, right? She's in Yep, girlfriend. she's in
0: Creed. Uh, and she's in Westworld. And yeah. she is uh, Valkyrie in uh, the Marvel movies And she was in Men in Black International
1: Yeah, she is awesome She
0: is fantastic
1: I might add her to my list Maybe we'll cross out Jillian Michaels And add Tess Thompson There you
0: go yeah. See, now we have okay. a hot chick to share in common There I feel, we go I feel, like, I feel like we're becoming better and better friends As the podcast <laughs> goes along
1: We're meeting in the middle I love it <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I'm going to let you get to, uh, to some whiskey and, uh, yeah. get to, get to some dinner. And, uh, I really appreciate you taking some time to do the podcast with me. I know this is not something, something that you normally would do. So I appreciate you doing it for me.
1: Well, it's super fun because you're just like talking to my friend on the phone. like Exactly. That's recording. that's what I fun. try to get people
0: that. to understand about this. It's not a big deal. You don't have to like just – I'm easy to talk to. We'll just roll with it. It's fun. And then it just happens to go on the internet. Exactly.
1: I love it.
0: All right, everyone. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the COVID Chronicles. We hope that uh, we were a little bit of a distraction for you. We hope that you stay safe. Continue to believe that they're still good in the world despite yeah. what you listened to in this last hour. See, because we brought it all around. Even though there's a bunch of negativity, we still can embrace around abs and hot chicks. That's really what it comes down to. So stay safe. Continue to, continue to fight the fog as my friend Rod would say. And continue to wash your hands.